Very excited to have my friends over at FCG in studio. It is that time of the morning. Dennis Plyler, the owner of FCG, and Joey Solopak, a financial consultant advisor. Welcome back to the morning show, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's roll through a couple different topics. Um, So you sent me a story that I see every time I jump on TikTok, which is every single night, and it's Gen Z freaking out about the economy. And I pulled a little bit of this audio. Guys, if we have Gen Z stressing out about the economy, let's go ahead and play that. We'll come back and have the guys react to right now the inflation problems we're facing. Not for nothing. These haircuts are what? A mandatory $40. I just paid $40 to what? Slightly bald in fashion. When I was growing up, it was $20, right? $15 haircut, $5 tip. The 20 went a long way. My car insurance in the last two years went from 220 to 270 now to 320 i give them a call they said sir there's nothing we can do i'm paying nearly 800 900 a month for a nissan rogue sport do you not i'm paying a thousand dollars a month to not look masculine at all <laughs> this is a common frustration not just by gen zers but i think a lot of people haircuts by the way are through the roof yeah yeah yours looks good Thank you. Guess how much it cost me? How much? A whopping $45. See mine? Yeah. 40 Really? And I have a third the hair <laughs> that you do. Well, I'm curious about this because right now there is new messaging from the Biden administration because they're getting hit hard on the economy. And you've heard them come forward with things like Bidenomics and then also shrinkflation. They're talking about shrinkflation as opposed to inflation. Um, Not sure if you heard the audio of the president talking about that. But the Democrats are standing by this current economy and taking shots at Americans who feel frustrated and miss the former economy. Here is a liberal host talking to Elizabeth Warren on such problems. Cut 19. Why do you think that people, uh, all these polls show like a lot of voters look back on the Trump years and they think, they didn't like a lot about it, but they think the economy was good in the Trump years. <laughs> and I know that like we weren't, I know, well, at the end, clearly. And then at the end when COVID happened and, you know, they, they figure, oh, well, COVID happened all around the world. And so, of course, the economy went south. But, you know, before that, Donald Trump was, uh, he was presiding over an okay economy. You know, again, I don't know. I, I can't explain. I can't explain polling. No, I mean I, I yeah, can't. No, I, don't. I I can't, and I can't explain how the narratives come to be. I also can't explain how sensitive are they. I'm going to now sound like the professor I used to be. How sensitive are they to the exact questions that get asked? Because you do get real differences in this. All I can do is do the look ahead, mm-hmm. and the look ahead is going to be draw this contrast. But the contrast is right in front of a lot of Americans, Dennis, when they buy groceries. I was I have a couple of clients in Kansas, their community banks, and I was speaking with both of them over the past two weeks from both sides, you know, and their banking uh, clientele is primarily farming. And they were both thankful for the rain. They just wish that diesel prices came in. Because there's a cost to get crops in, crops out, and then deliver to the grocery stores. Well, the primary cost is the very product that this administration is trying to kill, which is petroleum. 
you kill that. And naturally, the price is going to come up. And so then the administration pivots and says, what we're going to do is to help the people to pay for this, we're going to increase wages. So you increase wages, and that's a primary cost. Uh, when you start paying people $12, $14, $15 an hour to basically serve hamburgers, everything across the board is going up. And uh, I really, really, really feel for the this, your generation. I heard you're, you're 25. I can't believe it. But uh, for your generation to deal with this inflation that we haven't seen since the 70s. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. So picking back off that thought, I'll rope you into this one and I didn't prep you for this one, but there was a California Democrat that made a lot of headlines running for California Senate. Um, Barbara Lee is her name, and she is proposing a $50 per hour minimum wage to address inflation. This is not a fake news headline, Joey. This is reality. Would that hurt consumers in the end, though it might be nice with that initial paycheck? You know, uh, if you're the one getting a $50 an hour raise, that sounds fantastic. If you're the other 99% of the U.S., that's got to come from somewhere. The company's not going to absorb it. So what's going to happen? They're going to raise prices on everything. Let's say, let's just say if you have a, let's, I'm going to make up a, a hamburger place, Johnny's. If you're paying the Johnny's workers $50 an hour to work there, you've got to raise the prices on every burger fry so that you can afford that. And so I think one of the things I've heard from that clip with Elizabeth Warren, and we were talking about it earlier, it comes down to these two things, ideology versus reality, right? The, wow. par- the party yeah, line, really the party line or ideology versus what's really happening. And so what she said that is she stumbled on her own word. She's trying to control the narrative. That guy asked her a real question she had no answer for because she can't she can't be real and make her party look good because right now we're in a tailspin. Well, yeah. And if you look at the numbers, grocery bills during the first three years of both administrations under Trump, it was up 2.4 percent. Biden 21%. Again, this all being in the first three years. Inflation during the first three years of both administrations. President Trump up 6.2%. Biden in his first three years, 17.9%. I want to say, I want to piggyback on something Dennis said. He made it really clear. People sit around and go, why are my grocery bills so high? Well, if you heard what he just said, if we kill petroleum and kill drilling and squash that type of energy, those costs go up for farmers. Where do they pass it along? To you at the grocery store. Grocery store bills are high. It all comes back to energy. If they can't get that fuel at a decent cost, those prices go up. You want lower costs at Kroger? We've got to get more fuel going. People don't understand that, though. I mean, it trickles down, um, and you kind of have to follow it, and you have to kind of be smarter than the talking points that are handed to you by a mainstream media, especially for a lot of these young people. We want the best of both worlds. We want a clean environment to the point that we are willing to end all of our own resources, quite literally never drill in the United States again, Dennis. Meanwhile, we'll go and get the fuel from Venezuela and the Middle East. Don't look at what that's doing to our environment. But at the same time, we get on TikTok and we scream and fume about the cost of everything going up there. There appears to be some disconnect. There is. And just to add to the uh, cheerful news that we're discussing this morning, uh, 
they have cut uh, the, a major factory in the northeast has cut natural gas supplies, and the futures are up eight percent. So not only are we talking food supply, now we're talking about heating homes, cooking, basics that people deal with every single day. And this, quote, natural gas is extremely clean. Mm -hmm. And yet, it because it's lumped with fossil fuels, they're trying to squash it. All right. I want to talk about a, another topic that we've addressed, but not in depth. And that is issues surrounding money in marriages. So, Joey, you are married. Dennis is married. I'm going to shut up and let you start talking. Well, I just had this conversation with another with Bill, actually, the other night about one of the things we've talked about before, and this is a big one in a relationship, <clears throat> failing to pool your earnings. There seems to be this trend of having separate banking accounts, separate financial lives when you bring your families together. And when we did some research of the top six things that can kill a relationship with money, if you don't pool your earnings, if you keep separate accounts, that can build resentment over who's going to pay for what. And it also hurts your uh Combined spending power. One of the th- one of the benefits of marriage is that you're combining assets to do things by home. So number one, if you're if you're not pooling your earnings, you're making a huge mistake. And I, you know, a couple of the other ones were uh, dealing with old debt. You come into a relationship, you've got oh, student debt, you've got credit card debt. Maybe and this is the one that grabbed me. Maybe you have a gambling habit because there's now a gambling app on every phone. That's mm-hmm. a big problem. Doesn't get talked about. So two things are: do you have you noticed in trends that people will bring that to a relationship without previously sharing all of that? And if that is true and that leads to problems, the solution to that is before you put a ring on it, you've got to bring everything to the table. Put it on the table and discuss it. One of the things I learned early in my marriage is when first week or two, Dylan listen. That I came home, there was a huge set of clothes on the bed, and she was jumping up and down and saying, look how much money I saved. Wow. And I was going, what? She said, well, this was 50% off, this was 75% off, this was 30% off. And I was going, but it cost money. She said, no, it didn't. I charged it. And you paid the credit cards. <laughs> it didn't cost her any money. It didn't yeah. cost her. It's from so really I think what a, what a couple should do before they get married sit down and say is there going to be money that you're going to need specifically without without me looking at it? but the main expenses have to go into a common account and be paid out of that. You know, it's interesting. They say opposites attract and I have found this to be true in a lot of relationships. There typically tends to be a spender and there typically tends to be the saber. And that can complement each other, but it can also be in conflict with each other. Yeah, we're back now to what he just said, which I think is the key. It's communication. And that's, oh, that's something good. that we do at FCG all the time. When people come in, they don't really know what to expect. One of the first things we do is sit down with them in a, in a room, private room, and go, okay, we're going to ask some questions you may think are a little personal, but we need to find out about you. That's what couples should be doing. This says no, what you just addressed. Know your money personality with you and your spouse. If you're a spender and she's a saver, you need to discuss that so you're on board and moving in the same direction. If you don't, and I love this phrase, this leads to, you ready for this? Hmm. Financial infidelity. Oh, wow. And I see that and hear about it all the time where people are hiding pockets of money from each other 
You want to build some trust issues with your partner, your your spouse? Hide money. Wow. Wow. That's that's provoking. Uh, yeah. Don't want to start that. I mean, honestly, it comes down to communication. But think how clear your relationship is on the other side of having those tough conversations. Right. Healthy. It's worth it's it. It's healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of conversations and clear and honest and trustworthy that you can have with experts... Go check out our friends over at FCG, our guys, Dennis, Joey, Bill, who will be here next week and would try to get in the last word right now. They'll sit down with you and have those honest conversations so you don't find yourself in something like financial infidelity. So check out the website, fcgtn.com, fcgtn.com, or you can give them a phone call. They'll help you out. Number is 901-309-2680. We'll be right back.